Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Boy, do we have a panel for you today. The industry's screenwriting experts. A panel of new voices in Hollywood. The costumes are a character. Fuck, Mary kill. Wide shot, two shot, close up. This is Artists. On Artists. On Artists. On Artists. Do you know why they call it show business? I always wondered that. Welcome to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists, the only podcast roundtable series that takes you inside the world of everyone's favorite Hollywood, Hollywood, California. Today, we've reunited the cast, crew, and creators of the forgotten film classic Slappers to discuss what went into making such a legendary film. Let's listen in. And this was 1963, mind you. We couldn't. We couldn't just whip out our phones and and send a text. No, I had to run from trailer B all the way to trailer F to say, I've got bird feathers stuck on my behind. (laughs) (laughs) I remember what that looked like. I remember I said, turn around. And and, and 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 it was like I was looking at the the NBC logo. It was like I was staring at a peacock's rear. It was really funny to me. And it was uh, well. It wasn't so funny to me in the moment because yeah. it took a it took several bats to get yeah. it out. Oh, but I laughed later. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you found the humor in it eventually. Uh, we should probably get this thing started. I think they're telling us we have to do an intro. <laughs> so we gotta go around. So so so. My name is Samuel Stink. I was on this production. A uh, it was called Slappers. And, and, you know, I played, of course, the stinker himself, Samuel Stink. They named it after me. And uh, it's really fun to see all you guys again. It's really mm-hmm. fun to be back mm-hmm. here again. It's so incredible to be here. It's incredible to see all of you. It's like I'm being transported. Um, I, of course, am Judith Dubois, uh, former Broadway star turned film star, Turn TV star, turned YouTube star, back to film. <laughs> and I'm just so happy to be a part of the Slappers family once more. Ah, I'll take that note. Uh, it's me, Pearls. Um, I am the costumer. Then I have been in the business longer than most of your parents were alive. I'll say that. <laughs> Oh, good to be here. Hey, what's up? Um, uh, I am uh, Keith Toby, um, and I was um, the child in uh, Slappers. I was Samuel Stink's son, um, and, uh, you know, it was a really early role, one of my first roles, if, if not my first major film, and yeah, on, my only film, um, so happy, happy, happy to be here. It's good to see you again. I really, really mean that. A little wrinkly stink is what we called you. Rinky stink. Yeah, I... I really I, I nice to see We'd you We'd say, oh, there he is, rinky stink. Why aren't you in the schoolyard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember that? And, I and do, I do. Yes, I do remember we'd that. We'd say, where's your jump rope? Do you remember that? <laughs> I Yes, I remember that. I remember the teasing. I remember... Everything. I, it, uh, we had the best fun. I would run up to you and I'd say, "Where's my? Well, I hope you pick me for the kickball team. I hope you pick me I, for the kickball yes, team in physical I education." 
Remember when we said, hey, it's a real big bummer that you're missing out on going to school because you don't get any bullies. And then we yeah. give you a wet willy. Remember, mm-hmm. remember that, Pearls? I do remember you three being the worst. The two main actors and the costume designer. Yeah. Well, I always rolled with y'all. We really felt like you were the fourth cast member. I mean, that's the thing about slappers. You really look back and you those ca- those costumes, they're really a character. I mean, they, let's talk about those version. costumes. Well, yeah, How'd you get the I inspiration? Mean, one would think, um, why is the costumer with the actors? Why is the costumer in the opening titles? Why is the costumer's name on the poster? And that's because in slappers, the costumes are a character. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's about clothes talking to each other of course these clothes are a main member and me the operator of the clothes has got to do that so it's it's uh, it's an honor to be here and be basically a member of the cast now for the folks at home we should probably uh give a little give it a little synopsis of uh what slappers was all about i mean uh slappers follows and uh, correct me if i'm wrong it has been several years but it follows a young ingenue on her way to be a movie star, and she encounters a talking wardrobe. And all the clothes have to work together to get her the big part in the movie. And, uh, you know, Samuel Stink is her agent, and uh, Keith Toby is her son that she found in the ground. And she adopts him. It's a real, it's a real buddy comedy of, a, of an aging young ingenue, 25, and uh, <laughs> a small boy. That's right. And slappers, everyone always asks. Everyone always asks, why is it called slappers? They never mention it in the film. They never, never, never any sort of thing. And I wanted to know if you guys had any theories on that, because I certainly have a couple. Okay, I'll tell you my theory. My theory <laughs> is all the slapping of the ass that, that, that happens to the main character. You know, she walks in that casting room at the very end. Slapped in the ass. I mean, this is a different time period, obviously. Um, Oh, no, you couldn't do that now. But I was getting slapped left and right, up and down, right cheek, left cheek, whole, all of it. That's the big finale, whole. I mean, there was a lot of whole slapping. The big finale is you find the right piece of clothing, and they realize the clothing is so irresistible, you literally get slapped out of town, out of the casting office, down the street, down La Cienega Boulevard, down Rodeo Boulevard, and you find yourself in the ocean. And you you sink to the bottom because you're, you're, the calluses from the slaps have calcified and have made you heavy. So um, how did you not realize that's why it was called Slappers? I feel like it was very obvious from the beginning Half most of the movie is taking up with is this people slapping her. I mean, it was a I different time. It was a different time. They made her you know, son, it was a different time. It didn't even register. You don't yeah. point that stuff out in the '60s. You know, that's they not don't. stuff you brought up. So it's interesting that that is the comment on the on the on the whole film. You know, because it's just like smoking a cigarette. You wouldn't even think to point it out if it's in a scene. Somebody slapping my behind over and over again, uh, distractingly. So it wouldn't be something you point out. You'd just it's think not. of it as scene. You'd think of it as part of the mise-en-scene. It wouldn't be an issue. But now suddenly it's an issue. I I don't know. I'm very old. 
nowadays when I get asked to costume a movie, I, I get asked and, and they tell me the pitch of the movie. And I, I say, this is not what we did in the 60s. I didn't need, we didn't talk about what a movie was about necessarily. Um, it's just taboo. It's old. We did it differently back in those times, Keith. Yes, yes. Yeah, we definitely did it differently back then. I was like I hear, I hear you're supposed to, wardrobe people are just mere crew. Uh, not as high up as maybe third or fourth on the call sheet, similar to how I run things, Pearls. Do you, do you remember, Pearls, we used to have that rule that you were allowed to walk into any scene you wanted, and you'd have to oh. get paid for that day as an actor. Yes. Oh, yes, and that was before we had residuals, my bud. <laughs> That's right, which is... And you could stay in the scene forever if you wanted to. You could just hold it up, and we'd have to improvise with you, and you'd you'd play different characters, you'd do silly voices, and I'd have to be, oh, well, there's Pearl. She's part of the movie now. But that one scene they kept! Yes, let's play that scene right now for them when she uh, is talking to her wardrobe, and I come in there with uh, with quite the, you know... Evelyn, please put me on. I'm a beautiful hat. Well, hatty hat, I'm just not sure if the audition calls for it. I'm supposed to be a western cowboy, and you're a little bit more of a beach hat. Evelyn, Did you got it. Did someone call for a costumer in this scene? Bobby da bop bop. Bobby da bop bop. Goodbye. I can't. I can't believe they kept that in. Um. Okay. I'll choose a. I'll choose a question from the middle. It says, what was your favorite, uh, what is your, one of your favorite memories from filming Slappers? Oh, uh, Keith, I would love to hear your answer for this one. I'm sure you got a million of them. It's well, probably nothing but happy memories for you. You must have had a blast on that set. Slappers is how my coke addiction started. Um, just back in the 60s, they just would leave it everywhere, and I didn't know what it was. I was six. My mom wasn't around. Nobody was around, so I thought... What is this snowy stuff? It looks like candy I put in my mouth. And I was hooked. I was hooked from day one. And you can actually tell in the scenes, you can tell the moment I started Coke because the rest of the movie, I'm this six-year-old is high as a kite, left and right. Every single scene of that movie, I was flying, flying, flying high. And by the end of the movie, I was doing maybe 20, 30 lines a day to uh start feeding my addiction it got up to 40 right after that movie um yeah um couldn't get another job i would walk in there all my auditions coked up out of the wazoo saying my catchphrase from slappers um wow that's a good time didn't work this sounds like a wonderful memory keith i'll tell you my favorite memory when that orangutan came on set do you guys remember when oh, we had that orangutan yes. Chimpy, Chimpy the orangutan. Chimpy, the, which is a funny name because orangutans are different from chimpanzees. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Hey Keith, do you remember when Chimpy rode by you on the on the bicycle? Yeah, uh, you made him throw his poop at me. You made him yes. throw his poop at me. That was a talented, talented, talented orangutan. I'll tell you that much. That's the finest actor I ever worked with in my goddamn life, and I'll really take that to my grave. Really, really honestly, really, truly. Keith, I had a question for you. I was wondering, so I've tried to find what you've been up to, Keith, and I can't. What have you been doing? Mm. Well, now I'm trying to do this startup. It's an app that teaches kids how to invest. Um, we give kids real money. Oh, and 
and then they they invest. I mean, you know how my story goes. Huge success after slappers. Couldn't get another job because everybody knows me as the slapper kid. And uh, running with the wrong crowd for a long time in Hollywood. A long time. After a while, those slappers residuals, which didn't really exist, <laughs> they run out. So, by... You know, Keith, can I tell you? My granddaughter showed me this, and I thought it was a it was a wonderful skit of you running around pantsless down Times Square, yelling "Help me, help me, help me!" Oh God, fuck! I thought that was so funny. That was such a wonderful short film you did. It was on it was on YouTube, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think the title of it was "Former Child Star Loser Runs Around in Circles on Cocaine." Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's a <laughs> funny thing. And I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. Uh, Speaking of brilliant things on YouTube, I wanted to bring that up for you, of course, Judith. As we all know, you were a massive YouTube star, and I think that's really wonderful. Right, I did say that. I did say that, and I, because it's true. You know, in... As soon as the film uh, roles started to evaporate, you know, I'm, uh, I, I aged, my granddaughter said, you should start doing makeup tutorials. And ah. so I did. I bought, 2004, the first person to buy this, I bought a ring light. A ring oh. light. Yes. I bought a ring light. Circle light makes your face bright. And I started doing YouTube makeup tutorials. And then 10 years in, I was outed as being a bad person. My assistant leaked some tapes of me. Some would say screaming. Unjustly. This was a gotcha attack. A gotcha attack. It was a real gotcha attack. I went on an apology tour and boom. Best thing for my career I could have done. Back in the movies. Well, I wanted to bring that up because I don't think anyone's seen an apology tour quite like you did. 55 cities across the country. <laughs> 55 cities, sold out crowds. <laughs> Just you say. I apologize I'm sorry. to thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> I costumed that show, didn't I? You costumed every show. You would walk I out, loved right? those feather suits you wore. You, you wore me. so get so I if uh, this is what I read. You wore a long feather suit, large feather suit, and you'd walk out, and then you'd have everyone line up, and you'd tell them I'm sorry one by one, and that's the end of the show. And then they'd cheer. They'd cheer and they'd yell. I went to baseball stadiums. I did the forum. I think the the show that made me cry was the Hollywood Bowl because oh, yes. I. Well, uh, we, this is crazy. Um, They're saying that they've got a little bit of footage from the Hollywood Bowl uh, show. Well, maybe we can watch that. Play it, please. Let's, play let's it. See it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Judith Dubois, am very sorry. Thank I'm you. sorry for the things I said. Did you just say thank you? Yeah, I, you're the one. You're apologizing to me, right? I'm just thanking you for. Oh then... my God. So many people don't say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hollywood Bowl. I'm so sorry. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. I cried that day. I've never felt so loved. 
That's really wonderful. It's really wonderful to hear that an apology tour works. I think if more people did it like you did, I think that would really be a good thing for us to see in this country. Well, I've got a question actually for Pearls because I've heard um, Pearls, uh, you are now uh, somehow a series guest star on a Nickelodeon show because you just kept on walking in. They just started writing you into their scenes. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Uncle Funny. Uncle Funny. Yeah, that's it. Uncle Funny. Um, it, Yeah, you know, what they don't tell you about this business, that if you're watching this at home, when you are a piece of shit, that is honored. And I interrupted enough people. And when you interrupt enough motherfuckers, they will listen, whether you are a costumer or whatever. Um, so... That's, I mean, Uncle Funny is a result of awful behavior on my part. And that's how Hollywood rolls. I think what's amazing about that production, Pearl, is your character's name is also Uncle Funny. But it's very clear that the main character is named Uncle Funny. And then one time you walked in, the main character obviously being played by Keith Carradine. You walked Bless in. Bless his soul. Bless, Bless his, soul. his soul. I can't believe he came back to earth for this one. And <laughs> I meant like, I love him. Bless <laughs> no. his soul. It's pretty incredible. Bless his whole. Bless his soul. That's what we used to say. And you came in and I remember the first scene I saw this. You came in and you said, no, I'm also Uncle Funny. And then that's kind of yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of uh, backlash I would I would get. And my team and I, we just took it. And we said, let's take the label we've been given and let's run with it. Let's. I am a piece of shit. And I will take the title of those movies. Um, I love going on set and saying I'm the director. And I'm not. Um, it's just fun. When you get to be my age, it's all about having fun. That's fantastic. I agree with you as well on that one. That is wonderful, and I enjoy so many of your films. You were in Cars too. Yes, I was. You got yourself into Cars too, which is I, impressive because you don't need to be there. There's no costumer there; it's animated. Yeah, I found a way. That kind of stunned me, to be honest, Pearl. When I was watching mm, that, too. I was watching that with my grandkids, and Pearl's walks in, and of course, I let out a gasp. Oh, you said, don't you have a famous grandson who's just on, he's a musician now? Yes, my grandson, um, you might know him, Hozier. Oh, my grandson Hozier. is Hozier. Take me to church. I, I remember. Like yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> I it, knew it was Hozier. It sounded so familiar. Yes, Hozier, yes, that's my son, uh, my grandson, Hozier. Uh, that's his real first name, by the way. It's very cute. He's a Shut sweet Shut the fuck sweet up. What, yes. is that Scottish? Uh, yeah, Irish. Yes, Irish. Uh, yeah, his um, his father, my son, ended up marrying some Mick. And uh, they moved to Dublin. And, and of course, hey, that's where they live. Stink. It's stink. You can't say that anymore. I can say it. I'm 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 a I'm a father-in-law to a Mick. I can say it. No, see, you got to. Yes, he can. You I can. can say it. And you it's can. funny, that song, Take Me to Church, is actually based on me because I was screaming that once when I was there because I had found out that 
my grandson Hoja was uncircumcised. So I said, take me to church. We need to rectify this. We need to change this. We need to put a foreskin back on. I remember that. <laughs> I you remember. put that in your Christmas letter. I did because I, you know, I said, take me. Actually, I said, take me to synagogue because I'm, of course, Jewish. And that's where circumcisions happen. But he changed it because he's a dirty mick. And he changed it to a Catholic thing. So, yeah. I mean, always, always erasing the Jews. That's the uh, thing. <laughs> That's what they I do mean, it us. doesn't really flow off the tongue. I, take me to synagogue. I mean, look, I, I, of course, pitched a couple ways that he could have made it happen. We're not supposed to be talking about this now, but this is something that bothers me. You know, of course, I said, you know, synagogue now. Synagogue now. I'm asking to go to the synagogue now. Now. Yes, yeah, of course, of course. So he recorded so. the song, and then you called him and pitched that out. Is that what is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I saw him do it at you know at some sort of recording or something like that, and I got on the little microphone and I said, "Hey, can we give me you know here's a little suggestion?" And of course, he said, "Thanks for grandpa, thanks so much." And then he said, "Me off." <laughs> I remember direction. that's how used to you used to give me notes uh, because you weren't the director, but sometimes in scenes you would say, "Can I have a little little suggestion?" <laughs> Yes, yes. Some people like to call that. And my they notes were good voice. notes. Yeah. Sometimes it's, yes. it's a it's a thing I learned. When you want someone to listen to you, you change your tone. So of course I say yes. hey, something like this. Maybe you try this little thing right here. Maybe you do that. I and remember you were always right. The yes. only scene I didn't walk in and ruin um, was because you changed your tone and you told me stop it. This is this is hurting all our feelings. Yes, Burroughs, I did do that. Because I also found out that you react very similarly to tone, just like a dog would. Um, you are very sensitive to tones, and some call that in the industry your kryptonite. Mm. Yes, that ruined me on the set of uh, Diamond Junkie. Boy, did it. Yes, I heard they put one of those white noise machines at the edge mm-hmm. of Diamond Junkie. And you one of those dog pass. whistles, yeah. I'll tell you this. When someone changes their tone... I don't know where I am or what's happening. Um, and that's why I'm so bad with um, working on movies when people are doing accents. I, I, I get confused. Yes. You know, changes in decibel can be hard on all of us. Yes, especially as we all get older. I mean, I'm looking at a table of 60 plus, aside from Keith. I mean, we're, we're getting up there. How old are you now, Keith? What, 50? I'm 35. Keith, there's been something that's bothering me. I wanted to get it off my chest. Um, Keith, I'm very sorry for pantsing you at the premiere. Yeah, that was... That uh... was inappropriate. Yeah, I've been told it's wrong, and I'm sorry. That was an incredible apology, Judith. You're so good at those! You're so good at those! I didn't mean to show off. I didn't want to show off, but I... You're so good at those. I'm sorry! (laughs) I would have put you in a gown for that. That was so good. That oh, really thank you, Burl. Oh, man. If you had a headdress with rhinestones, can you imagine what that would look like? Really? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to make this all about me, oh. but I'm sorry. Let <laughs> me get you on Uncle Bunny. Doing oh, that sounds good. You know, I'd love. let's talk after this because yes. I'd love to do it. And I'd love to get in front of you and interrupt you while you're doing it. It sounds great. Well, um... <laughs> Does anybody else have anything else they want to apologize for? Hmm. Uh, Let me see. Hmm. I don't. I don't know if I remember much else. Yes, that's everything we've mentioned is the cap of what I remember. I don't remember a single other thing about the film, 
other than what we've discussed? Is there something so you're thinking of? Yes. Uh, well, Sammy, you don't, Samuel, you don't remember, you know, setting up that pie on the rake, making me step on the rake, the pie slapping me in the face, you calling in the crew and going, look at this stupid Irish kid. Look how dumb oh, he is. God. Do you not remember that? It doesn't ring a bell. Keep going, though. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll trigger. Well, that was <laughs> just one of the occasions. You don't remember coming into my trailer, taking me out of my trailer, ripping the sides of my trailer off, and then writing, this kid thinks he's something. Never, never, never. Because I remember it like it was yesterday. Huh. Doesn't ring a bell. Try another. I don't recall. Okay, Anything well. else? Um, Anything else? Pearls. Uh, the, those those sound to me like completely foreign. I I, I can't even fathom. Are you sure that me. was Samuel? Are you that sure was, that wasn't yes. some sort of I've got pictures. raccoon or animal? It was not a, I watched this man do it, and he said, you remember this. You remember this day forever because I wanted mm. to live in infamy mm. and ruin your life. And, that and was this was it. on Slappers? This wasn't on anything else? We haven't worked on anything else. We just I, my only movie is Slappers. Pearls, you don't remember putting me in that toddler's outfit, the one that was built for a one-year-old that said, "I've got poopy in my diapy. Please change me." And everybody gathering around, you especially Judith, going, "Look, look, look! This kid's got poopy in his diapy. What a dirty, dirty Irish man." You guys you don't know, remember Keith, anything? What you're describing sounds like a dream. This is and not I think, a dream. Are you sure you weren't dreaming? No, I've got. I couldn't be dreaming it. No, that's impossible. I couldn't. These are things that happened to me. Now, I remember these. Huh. I'm starting to think that you asked us all here today together so you could get apologies out of our well, asses. Maybe I did call the producers and say, hey, I like these panels. I need these people to apologize to me because of what they did. Maybe I'm going to be honest. I thought this was interesting we were doing a reunion panel because, as we all know, Slappers paid $300 worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I never get asked about Slappers. I was shocked. They let it run for 30 minutes in theaters before they pulled it. <laughs> Well, most of the movie was just a woman being slapped in different areas. <laughs> Which oh, was in vogue. It was in vogue in the time. It was of the time. It, it was, was of. Vogue. It was timely. I mean, we have to also, I, I, I'm selling a short. That was $300 in the 60s. You know, present day money, that would be $700, $800. Can <laughs> you, guys don't remember Can you imagine this? how many houses you could buy? <laughs> Good God, $300 back then was so small. And you look at it now, and you go, oh, my God. Our little slappers made $750. Oh, my God. All the, you know, all the national release. All global, 50 global. states. Global, even. And our little movie went all the way globally, bringing back $750 U.S. And we're dollars. all little family. Our little family of just a ragtag groups of people, of storytellers, we brought in 300 smackaroos. The, the budget was $2 million. $2 million. <laughs> and back then, that was $2 million back then. Now, back then, and that's oh, a different. You changed that up. That's 700 800 million now. 
You know, they talk about these avatars, these marvels, these, you know, these movies that they they have these $900 million budgets. They bring in $1.5 billion. That's that you couldn't do that then. You couldn't do that then. It was it was $300 if you were lucky. Yeah. And if you weren't lucky, you'd be gone. Yeah, Ow. well, I think our movie was gone too. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about it. You guys well, don't remember any of the things I'm talking the about. Four hundred people who saw it for, uh, you know, the first thirty minutes. For, for seventy-five cents. <laughs> so none of you remember this, Judith. You don't remember pooping in that pool and then putting me in the pool and saying, hey, "Look, the kid pooped in that pool." None well, of you guys I remember this. Remember a very nice apology from me ten minutes ago, but I don't remember that. Okay, well, I guess... I remember steamrolling you during your scenes, Keith, but any of this uh, <laughs> poopy business... I, I don't... Well, that's another I thing. I never got poop. a line in the movie. I, I yeah. try to get my, my, my line in the movie. Which was crazy, because on the script, you had so many. Yes. Every single I'm time. I'm sorry, Keith. I'm sorry, Keith. None of that poop stuff rings a bell to me, and, and knowing me, I wouldn't touch this stuff. So you did. You not, touched a lot of poop on that set. You touched the orangutan's like poop. And quite frankly, you sound crazy. No, I'm not crazy, okay? I'm better now. I'm better oh, now. Oh, Keith, I just remembered something I want to apologize for. So okay. you started doing cocaine as a six-year-old, obviously. We've talked about it. But I noticed that you were doing it wrong, that you weren't rubbing it on your gums. You were just sticking it straight down your throat, and that's not an efficient way to do it. And I didn't correct you because I thought, he's a child. He's a boy. He knows what he's doing. Somebody probably taught him that way. I don't want to, you know, overstep on the father what he's teaching you. But I'm sorry. I should have asserted myself as a woman and said, you know, rub it on your gums. That is a fantastic apology. Bravo! Bravissima! 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 Bravissima from me! <laughs> oh, stop! You're all too much. Oh, thank you, thank you for giving me the uh, the chance to say I'm sorry. Absolutely. And thank you for giving me the chance to be a costumer, an actor, uh, uh, a father, you if you chance. will. Just thank you, thank Pearls, you. Pearls, here's Pearl. a question. Pearls, I got a question for you that's been just digging in my craw ever since I met you. Why didn't you just try to be an actor? Why did you always come on as a costumer and then force yourself in as an actor? Why didn't you try to do the normal route? Because I know that's your passion. I want to say something to you now, and I'll say it never again. I am an actor playing a costumer. No. Wow, that's... that's Pearl, all these years, this has been a, a method for a role I'll be doing in a couple years. So this was 40 years worth of <laughs> actor's preparation for what's that role now? It's, we start production in the fall. Um, it's called The Costumer. Wow. I have to say, I feel like I've been bamboozled a little bit. Do I even know you? Yeah, what is this smoke and mirrors before us? What is <laughs> this? Well, it's all a mere child's play, my boy. Well, Pearls, I hope I hope you win some big award for that. Absolutely. Thank you. And I I just want to say I'm I'm grateful to be amongst you all here today. Um this was Likewise. a wonderful this was a wonderful gathering. Yeah. Oh, this well, has been great. Uh, they're asking us um if anyone has anything they'd like to, you know, promote. 
uh, any projects that are coming up. Oh. I'll go first. Uh, the Judith Dubois show is going to be streaming live on YouTube. Uh, starting next week, it's where I log on, and I apologize for every time I've used a slur, and I apologize for it with a song. Uh, so that's next Tuesday. I, starting in uh, the summer, I'm going to be a regular judge on the hit Fox show, The Masked Poet. Um, I'm going to be guessing who different poets are under their masks. It's very exciting. That's kind of what I'm going up to. As you all know, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there is one person that will be performing um, as a poet, and they do get kicked off in the early episodes, so I'm allowed to say it. The Penguin is being played by Sean Astin. Shut the fuck door. Yeah, so, and you'll have to hear his heard, poem. I know, I've, I've already looked into it. I'm a big Sean Astin uh, poet guy. You he know, he is does a lot of God stuff. Fantastic. It's very Christian. You know, I am the one, the one in the way. You have to hear this Penguin's poetry. Really, really, really fantastic stuff. What about you, Keith? What are you doing? Pooping well, in a um, pool? <laughs> Though we have no recollection of me. it. Yes, I don't even know what no, I said. I think I, I was possessed just now. You guys, uh, you guys know what you did. Are you shitting your pants, you little shit boy? No, Whoa. I'm not. I don't even remember saying that. Hey, stagehand over there, bring that bag I gave you earlier today. Dump it on his head. Was that bag? F- oh my God! What is this macaroni? Jesus, Jesus! <laughs> oh my God, macaroni boy! I completely forgot about no, that. No, please, oh, that's not that's macaroni. That was so bag. funny. That's oh, okay. I don't remember. What, but you I guys can download the, the app. One I don't remember. You guys can download the app Wall Street Junior if you have a child that's interested in investing. It's $1,000. It's a really good investment, I think. Kids really learn how to lose money and, and gain money quick. So Wall Street Junior, that's my app. That's my startup. It's um, it's to help kids. Okay. Wall yeah. Street Poonier. Great. Poonier. Wall Street Poopier, the poop app. That I heard you loud and clear. <laughs> All uh, I heard is nothing to do poopy, with poop. Poopy, poopy, poopy. I cokehead poopy, poopy. That's just mean. That's just, you know I struggle with coke, and you know I have n- I didn't poop anywhere that was blamed Enough on me. Enough from you, boy. I'm tired of this. You, you take me to church. Now, Keith, Keith, I, I do want to ask a question about your app. Um, it's for children. Can my son, Seymour Butts, sign up? Well, I guess if he's interested, I... I if Did he, you son- hear the name I said? No, what did you it say? It was Seymour Butts. What about my son? Hey, what about my son, Keith? Dickhead pussy. This has been Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists answering the question, and that's why they call it show business. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Angela Geritana. I'm Jeremy Colhane. I'm Patrick McDonald. And I'm Kylie Brakeman. Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists is an improvised Hollywood Roundtable podcast available on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's right, four A's with three O's in between, then pod. Music for this week's episode was provided by Gabriel Ponton. That's all for now. Good night, Hollywood.